Hey, welcome to Twenty Four Seven Marriage Podcast. I am Javier. I'm Shannon. Yeah, Shannon. And guess what, Shannon? What? We're still in hot zona. Oh, <laughs> it's a state that never ends. For- no, I mean it's been it's been a blessing being here, but we're yeah. This, so we I know where we start with where we're at because we are the Marriage Lab, Twenty Four Seven Marriage. So we are always on the road. Um, I just got back from. Uh, the first time, and we talked about this, I think, a couple of podcasts the ago, or maybe time. the last one. Um, in a, over a year that I've been able to go get away, mm-hmm. like from, you know, the marriage lab and yeah. from you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Not get away from you. But the first time I've been able, like, I just, I got away on a uh, fishing trip. And, and here's the thing. We work hard and we're doing a lot in, in 24-7 marriage and all that we do. And it's important. And I hope. In your marriage, you get to do this, that you need to take time to refresh, to renew, and to fill your bucket. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of couples don't do that. I think some guys do. But here's the difference. I go on this fishing trip annually, um, you know, fishing and hiking and just, you know, fly fishing, all that kind of fun stuff. And I do it with my family. So it's my dad and uncles and cousins. And this year, I got to bring my son-in-law for the first time. Mm -hmm. And that was awesome because it was kind of strange. Like, you know, I'm walking with my dad. I turn around like... Huh, I'm here with my son-in-law, Dad. Like, just, I mean, just you know, I used to go there with just my grandpa, and my dad, and family start coming, and then all of a sudden now, you know, now it's a son-in-law, and so, and one day I'll bring my grandson mm. <laughs> or granddaughter. So, yes, um, it's a guy's how, trip, so we'll have it, to. How did it feel hanging out with your son-in-law? It was good. He's an amazing young man. So, say young man. I mean, he is young, but. uh uh, love who he is, love his heart, and yeah, so it was really, it was really good. And but I, I think wait, 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 you have to tell everybody about the big fish you caught because we do have proof. Of I it. always it's catch, a- I always catch big fish. Let's just mm, say nah. I do, Shannon Javier. Okay, I always catch I decent sized fish, one. you know. And but no, I've caught, I've caught bigger. I have, but probably the biggest I caught in this trip was like a four pound uh, Alper trout. Um, which is a good size for for a trout. So it yeah, was that big. was fun. Yeah, but what I was gonna say is that like you were able to spend time with the girls, and you know it was refreshing for you. But there was also work involved because you oh were my helping organize our daughter's house, and you know newly married, just trying to get in the McKenna rhythm. McKenna and Freddie just got into a house, and I think they're overwhelmed by the size and space. So sure. while she was at work, Mama put on her latex dish gloves. And cleaned the snot out of that place. I did eight loads of laundry for them. Did you just wear the dish gloves? That's all you put on? Well, I was trying to protect my hands because basically <laughs> I didn't stop cleaning from about seven in the morning till about five at night. Um, and she loved it. It felt it felt good to clean. You well, know, it's a it's a way to serve them. But but it's also interesting that you know what we tell every single couple when, especially in premarital um, and, you know, and even now it's like going back to the beginning, how you started, like, you know, life is good. You're in love, but then, you know, you get into a rhythm um, and now they're, you know, you can be a year into marriage and recognize like, yeah, life, you need to do things. And, and all those things can get in the way of your marriage, but also just the daily, the know- daily non-sexy things that we need to yeah, do for each other. But do other. you want to know what what stuck out to me the most? Okay, so we're so pared down the way we live right now. Everything's kind of minimal for us. And cleaning their house and recognizing what they have acquired in one 
year. One year. I was like, it looks like you guys have been married 10 years. Who has this many clothes? Yeah. I mean, there was stuff everywhere. Yeah. It was crazy. But isn't it true of every single... It's true of so many of the people that we work with. Like, we carry stuff. Yeah. I mean, physical stuff yeah. everywhere. I literally right? thought to myself, if I put several of these boxes and took them to the Goodwill, I don't think that they would miss them. <laughs> I don't think they would okay. know they were gone. Let's stop talking about them, Shannon. Why? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, not just not just them, but a, a lot of us, we acquire so much stuff. And then we all we just carry that stuff around with us from everywhere. Well, we carry we move. stuff, and then we just in yeah, we should be re- re- releasing those things. Yeah, but right, there's an analogy there because that's the same thing that we do in our marriage. Like we carry our, things around, we carry our baggage from sometimes when we get into the relationship, and then also there's times we just continue to carry it past hurts, past wounds, and we carry it around. We never unpack it. We never deal with it. We never process it. Our bitterness, um, and our I don't know. resentment. We carry it around, yeah. and then we continually point out that our spouse needs to work on A, B, and C, but we, we haven't dealt with our box of crap. Yeah, we're not willing to unpack our box yeah. and the things that we need to deal with. And so, yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of lessons there. But going back to what I was talking about when we started as well is just, this kind of like a potpourri in the beginning here, but um, this idea of like, you know, getting a way to be refreshed, like it's not like I go say, Hey, I'm going to go fishing, like it or not. Like I'm gone. Like Shannon loves for me to go and she celebrates me going because she knows what it does for me. But also I feel joyful when I go because she's like, no, I want you to go. I want you to go have fun, go do this, go that. Like, She's not upset and she's not like yeah. he's going to go away again or he's going on this trip and I don't, you know, and I get stuck here. Like there's none of that. And I'm going to tell you why is because we've learned to understand what fills one another's buckets, what's refreshing, you know, and even what empties our bucket that we don't enjoy doing. Um, but also at the same time, I have spent time investing into her emotionally, intentionally serving, pursuing, um, I'm no slouch and neither is she. Like we do these things for one no another. Slouch and bed. We pers- <laughs> that's a What's that God dude? That's with a anything? line from a movie. We'll see if somebody Oh my it. gosh. When, so, when Harry met Sally. Okay. And so <laughs> let me go back to it <laughs> goes in a different direction. That that I think is so is so important to recognize. Like your spouse like as you're serving one another consistently, as you're moving towards one another, as you're engaging with each other, as you're emotionally investing with each other. And when you say, hey, hon, I'm going to, you know, I want to take a couple of days. I'm going to get away with the guys and the fish. They're going to be like, yeah, absolutely. Why? Well, because she feels her needs are met. Like, and you've been available and you've been present, you've been serving and you've been like loving and not to manipulate or get what you want, but because that's just what you do. And the same thing, Shannon comes to me and says, hey, I want to go spend a couple of days with girlfriends or I'm going to go, you know, of course. I, it's not like, I can't believe you want to do that. Like, you haven't been helping around the house. Like, no. And so I think there's this place of recognizing, giving room and giving space to celebrate your spouse doing those things. I think the environment in our home has always been when one of us comes to each other with something we want to do, we look at each other and we're like, okay, how, how can, how can we make that happen? And when, when do you want to go? And, um, we're fully on board. Um, I miss you terribly, but terribly, 
I love, I know that you're creating memories. I know that you're soaking up that beautiful sun. You are in the, you're with family. You're, you're no, just. No, I'm where God lives, like in the mountains. Where God lives. God so, might live at the beach. But like, eh, okay. I, I like the beach because we but live there. But. I want to I share something really sweet about McKenna. Um, so for the last, I don't know, 15 years, would you say? Every year when you go on your fishing trip, for however many days you're gone, I send you with a note for every day. So you have something to open for me for every day. I started this like 15 years ago. Usually there's a theme every year. And this year's theme was animals that are like Javier. Animals most like Javier. Most like, that's how she started my <laughs> my letters this year. So I open one every morning while I'm in my tent. Uh, capybara was the first and day. A capybara, which was interesting and then a lion i think was another one but that's you know i have a lion tattoo and so that yeah. that i like that one um and then you wrote and then you gave me some letters from uh things of the past that we've said or that you've written that we're now like living yeah um you know four or five years later which is crazy and so they're always super encouraging yeah. and i save them thank you honey so mckenna and michaela have known that i do these letters for you and she said to me um, when I was at her house, she says, Mom, I did what you did. I wrote letters to Freddie every day and I stuck them in his bag when he left with dad. And for a mom, as your adult daughter um, copies something that you do, it's it's so cool. It's so beautiful to see her, um, you know, carrying on that tradition, doing doing something that's going to just bless Freddie while he's gone. And um, it just touched me because you just, you see so much of what your kids do and you know that they pick up our traits, you know that they pick up our bad habits and yeah. they do that. But yeah. then when she does something like that, you're just like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. So yeah. I hope she carries well, on that tradition. Well, and I, and here's the thing, I, I mean, we're not, we're not trying to elevate and talk about McKenna and our kids, you know, but yes, that's, I think that's, exactly like that they would carry that on mm -hmm. and that's a small little thing um what i love about that is the it's you know it's the intentionality and and i think that's where as that's where couples tend to miss it you know just that intentionality of finding ways to serve one another um you know and i'm going to give a little plug right in the middle of our podcast because yes, if you have not it. if do because it. if you have not yet gone um i'm really upset with you um at this moment you sound if so you, upset i'm very very upset if you <laughs> no, i'm not but um we just released a new course called you've been served and you know it's funny like i was reading through some dms that we get every single day so many of them and we try to respond but it's hard to get to every everybody and messages and people talking about my, you know, my husband's not doing this, or he's never done that, or my wife has never done that, and I keep doing this. And like, so I'm pointing them back to saying like, well, hey, go pick up that course that we just did on You've Been Served. But it's funny how people won't spend $24.77, you know, two, four, seven, you get it. They won't spend that money, but they are on their Starbucks addiction, right? The whole week long, you know, on different things. And so it's like, invest in your marriage. So you've been served as a course that's about the practical, the practicality of serving one another on a daily basis, serving one another in the daily, non-sexy, gritty things of life 
that build the foundation from helping clean the house to doing laundry to making their favorite meal for them when they get home. There's the emotional part of serving one another emotionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a lot about the, I don't want to say the physical, but practical. it is a part of the practical way of like, mm-hmm. how do we intentionally pursue and serve one another? How do we ask that question of our spouse? Like, how can I make your day better today? And I kind of feel that. like, I kind of feel like this course is like putting on a, a pair of glasses, magnifying glasses, like the things that you didn't see that you needed to do, you put on these glasses and you're like, oh, there's there's ways that I can be intentional in my marriage and I can serve my spouse. And by serving your spouse, it's going to exponentially make your marriage thrive, yeah. like 100%. And we set up this course in such a way that you can listen to it on the go in your car um, when you're out running. uh yeah. If you're out on a walk, you yeah. play, play it mean, on your phone. We recommend you do it as a couple. Um, yeah. That's how it is. And there's some some worksheets to do together. Um, but, you know, the they're not long. I mean, they're 20 minutes or less to yeah. listen to each one. I mean, I think that they're actually like maybe 14 minutes or less. I'm not sure. Um, and so they're not long. But go go to the link in our in our bio on Instagram. Um, you can go to our website. You can read about it uh, on the page there. Um, there's great links and make that investment in your marriage, like do that. And so I want to, I want to, we talked about a plethora of things, right? This is kind oh. of like a potpourri marriage podcast, but I want to end with this. And I think maybe this is, will be maybe a, we'll do a part two, um, on the next, you know, on the next podcast, um, because kind of when we started, we were going to talk about this idea, which I think we floated and talked about a little bit on a previous podcast of this idea of making marriage great again. Mm-hmm. And and I think the things that we just talked about um, are what can make your marriage great again. Mm-hmm. And I know some of you are hearing that and like, oh, that's a ripoff from, you know, this is not because we're taking some political alignment. We're just saying like, we love the fact that that was used but the fact that it is so true of marriage, mm-hmm. because we are in a society and a culture that, again, marriage is not being elevated as God has ordained, as God has given. And so this idea of making marriage great again, and I think there's actually, is there yet any merch? like merch on our it's website? in our store. So if you go to our website, there is actually merchandise that you can purchase. I don't know if it's t-shirts and hats that say, make marriage great again. Mm-hmm. And, and here's why, because we must like elevate marriage. Like we must elevate the union of marriage, the covenant of marriage. You wrote a post uh, a month or so ago that said the bedrock of any found thriving society, society is, 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 on, is on marriage. Is on marriage. Like we're looking at our country, we're looking at everything that's going on right now. We're talking about families separating, deteriorating, like the impact on children. Um, like we are seeing our society deteriorate and it starts with marriage yeah. as God had ordained from the very beginning mm-hmm. for a husband and wife coming together. Like God has ordained that from the very beginning. And from that comes a family and a strong family. And we're not getting on you. If you've had a divorce or there's been situations, we hear you, we get it. We're for you. We love you. We're here. Um, but you hear what we're saying is that marriage is the bedrock, the foundation um, uh, as, as those who follow God, but beyond that, just in a society. Well, when we, tie t- when we try to tear down the ideals of a nuclear family, then we, we, we start to uh, 
we start to we start to see the decay of of families and of lives. They don't thrive. There's a reason why God set it up that way. It's so that children can thrive from the parental love of a father and the maternal love of a mother. Like God created us in such a unique and divine way that both of us together, what you bring as a man and what I bring as a woman to our children, benefit them to make them whole beings that thrive in a society and they replicate that. So yeah. that's a whole podcast. No, that's a that's a whole other podcast yeah, for sure. But, um, but as we talk about like, you know, how do we make marriage great again? Like and we're not saying your marriage is bad. We are not saying that you you know, maybe it is. Maybe you're in a difficult season. Um, maybe it's been okay, but you want to move, you know, to better. You want to move to great. Like how do you begin to do that? Um, what does that actually look like? Mm-hmm. And and it's I, I would say it's not difficult. A lot of it is coming back, right? A lot of it is coming back to some of the ways of how you started, of how you began. Some of the things that you used to do, and I bet you some of you listening right now can think about things you used to do and are currently not doing them. Um, I think that we make it hard, honestly. No, we do. When we sit down and coach couples and I hear the things that they're doing, it's like you're kind of creating this problem for yourself. Stop making marriage hard. You're so angry. Stop making it hard. Because it, it should be enjoyable. Is it work? Yes. Yes, but it's a good work. No, but you're absolutely right. Like we make it hard because oh, yeah. of how we interact, of how we communicate, uh, how disrespectful we can be, or we th- we don't think highly or the best of our spouse. And then we make what? it hard because we're sometimes we're also just going along with what cultural society says it should mm. be and what we should do or what we see on TV. Stop copying stinking TV. Like, and what others are doing, like be obedient to what God has called you to do and loving your spouse and do that. Like what you see on TV is not, that's fake. It's not reality. Oh no. It is not reality. But what about the, what about the things that we're, that we will not change? We absolutely will not change. We have coached some couples that, that put a hard line in the sand and it's like, do you understand that the, that the, your, your marriage weighs in the balance because of something that you need to change in yourself that you're just not willing to address. You don't want to change this area of your life and you're going to lose your marriage and your family over it. And it's so hard as a coach to watch. It really is. I mean, you and I, we've had a couple times where we've left a session and it's literally brought me to tears because I am watching this fall apart before my eyes. And it's so hard because well, you, so many you can see why, how if they would just work on themselves, it would change the whole direc- yeah. direction. Well, and their- there there are so many reasons of why we see that happen. I mean, there's so... There, there's so many nuances to that yeah. of, you know, from why can't, why don't they change that area? And it's from, you know, deeply rooted in the past and family of origin. There's a lot of pain there. And oftentimes they are self-sabotaging. Like yes. there's so many things there, but, but it's very true. Um, and so I think, I think what we'll do is we're going to leave you on the cliffhanger and we're going to, we're going to wrap this one up, but we're going to continue the next podcast with expanding on, Hey, how do I make my marriage great again? What does that actually look like? And again, there are things I think we need to do, um, in terms of what we display to those that are around us to elevate marriage again, but also the things that we can do within our own marriage that 
ensure that it thrives and survives and that we're making our marriage great again. So we're going to wrap it up there. And then that leaves you that you got to come back next week Part now. Part two. Leaves you to come back next week to talk about this a bit more. So as always, we appreciate you. Go to our bio. Go to the website. Um Marriage, um, I forgot. Our, oh my gosh, uh, 247marriage.org or at 247 on social media. Or just click our click our link in or our bio on all our social media pages. Social media. Yeah, yeah, and and remember also, we need you to like, to uh, rate and review this podcast, it helps us reach and expand to more people. Um, so have an amazing week. We'll see you next week, and always remember, marriage, you don't have to, you get to talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the 24-7 Marriage Podcast. Help us expand our reach by rating and leaving us a review on iTunes. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more information on the work we do and how to support 24-7 Marriage, head on over to 247marriage.org and click on Partner With Us. Until next week, remember, in marriage you don't have to, you get to.